0: Welcome to episode 6 of Summit to Talk About, your one stop podcast for all things hiking, hills, wild camping, and the great outdoors. I'm Ryan Cuff, and in this episode, I'll be chatting to Caitlin McKenzie. Like many of us, Caitlin is an aspiring adventurer with a passion for all things outdoors. I'll also be laying out my kit for an upcoming wild camping trip. And if you enjoy listening to the podcast, I'd be really grateful if you could follow or subscribe. That way, you won't miss out on any future episodes. Okay, I'm now joined by Caitlin McKenzie, who is a Scottish aspiring adventurer. So, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, thanks so much for having me.
0: No, thank you very much for coming on. I mentioned that she's Scottish, and she's just spoken. And uh, you would assume that she'd have a Scottish accent because she does live in Scotland and she is Scottish. However, she doesn't have one, so I've been completely catfished. Um, So let's clear that up first of all, Caitlin. Do you want to explain what's gone on there?
1: Sure, yeah. I'd like to start by apologising for my English accent. I think it's a regular um disappointment <laughs> to people when they meet me in real life. Um, no, Um, So yeah, my family are from the Kingorms uh, in a little village called Nethybridge, which is definitely the best place on the planet, if anyone's asking. Um, But my dad's in the Navy, so he moved down to the south coast, um, Portsmouth, and that's where I was born and lived really for most of her life and moved around a a fair bit but sadly never to Scotland until sort of recent years and I've moved back into the nest and the nest has now moved and we live on Macduff in Macduff like up on the Aberdeenshire coast so yeah get finally to actually live in Scotland just haven't quite nurtured that accent yet
0: do they look at you funny around there
1: I think they just assume I'm a tourist. I think most of the time. <laughs> yeah, they're they're
0: all they're all still talking down at the post office queue, and they're like, you know, that tourist that turned up a few years back. She's still not left.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's me.
0: <laughs> okay, so the Cairngorms. Then you mm-hmm. grew up in the Cairngorms. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'd say yeah for the, for a large share of it. All the sort of time where I could choose, that's where I was. So you know, every school holiday, every Christmas, every break, yeah, break away from you know, education. I was always up um, in and around the Cairngorms. So I was really lucky because um, our family home has been standing for a good, a good long while. And the back garden literally opens out onto the woodland, which is just the dreamiest thing in the world. And especially when you're small, like that's the biggest adventure in the world, right? Just getting to wander out into the woods. So I've been really lucky just to be completely amassed. And, you know, bop around Loch Morlich and up Kangorm and just in and around. And um yeah, that's where it sort of started from. And it's been less of like a conscious choice in my early life, it's more something that we just did. It was just, okay, it's Saturday, let's go for a hike. Like that's just what we did. And I'm um, so, yeah. so lucky to be able to get to do that. But, um, and we did go on some sort of bigger hikes when I was like a teen. So we d- went out, you know, through the Larry Ganluie and, out to Bramar and then back through the Larry Grew And I was about 14 so that was a couple of nights of wild camping which was pretty amazing I mean I was a very stereotypical teenage girl so I'm not gonna lie I probably had to be coerced a fair bit to like put down my phone and <laughs> head on <laughs> out there but um I'm so glad that that's you know what I got to do I don't think it really turned from something that we were doing just because that's what our family did into something that I've realized is my sort of life passion maybe something that i really really like to do whenever i can in the last couple of years um i was telling you a little bit before we went live we did this 500 mile challenge which again probably sounds more impressive than it was a bit like my it answer. still
0: is impressive it well, still is
1: <laughs> but um so a bit of a runner so we always did like the great south run and various road races in the kinghorns but um we were deciding to do that for charity, do one of these runs for charity. I was like, well, we could do 10. What if we did 500? Because there's a proclaimer song. <laughs> we, can, <laughs> we can totally tie that in. Um, oh,
0: you've got a theme tune already made there. Oh, absolutely. And a Scottish. Real I, Scottish.
1: I, I, real Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> outrageous. Um, yeah, so that's sort of how it got started. And what we decided to do is me and my dad, um, he's my hiking buddy for sure, Um We both decided we were going to cover 500 miles and raise 500 pounds for charity for um, Headway, which is a brain injury charity, which do really, really brilliant work around the country. Um, And my mum suffered with brain injury, unfortunately, throughout her life and they didn't help her directly, but they help people like her every day. So that was a very motivating force, especially when it was like 7am and raining but you decided you were gonna get 10 miles in that day so you just had to get on with it it's It's
0: one of those things that gets you out of bed isn't it
1: absolutely yeah
0: definitely
1: so we sort of started with a 10 mile race so the concept was we would either run or intentionally hike slash sometimes it had to turn into walking because I actually I had this big idea I was like we do 20 mile walks all the time like we'll get through this so quickly um actually lived full-time in central London and worked in central London so what it turned out to is a big chunk of my miles were just in semi-boring loops around High Park (laughs) but um, yeah it got me out there
0: not Not
1: quite the (laughs) Kangolms very different kind of wildlife that's for sure but um no it definitely got me out there and sort of changed maybe my identity my interests a little bit which maybe sounds a bit highfalutin but in the sense of as I was like, actively trying to walk and be outside all the time, I sort of started, like that's what I do. That became more of what I did with my time. And that luckily transformed into more, you know, proper walk in and hiking. Yeah. and hill walk in. I think so, a, lot,
0: a lot of people could relate to that. I mean, mm, everybody goes outside, but right? do we do it consciously and do we enjoy it for what it is when we're out there? I think that's quite a big question to ask a lot of people that should be asking themselves really, because a lot of people say i've not got time to go outdoors i've not got time to do this i've got too much of a busy life well we all do at some point go outdoors and Mm. whether that's just making small lifestyle changes maybe walk down to the local shop or whatever and just make the most of that walk and do it consciously because it's a walk and and it can build from there can't it i think
1: for sure yeah and i i think maybe this year as well has maybe changed people's perspectives a fair bit because we got that one hour outside a day to go for a walk right so yeah hopefully something good came of that and people were like oh maybe I'll continue to do this (laughs) even when I don't you know (laughs) legally kind of have to
0: so moving on then just talking about the the last year I suppose as well we've all had to stay local Uh, where is it that you live now so you're, you're in Aberdeenshire
1: yeah so in a awesome little fishing town called McDuff
0: okay so what have you been doing during the past year then so you've stayed local uh, and yes. you've, cause you've said you, you've not really been. Yeah, hashtag stay local. <laughs> Everybody stick with that, um, f- for now anyway. Um, mm. but you your outdoors passion has only grown over the last few years. So how has that been for you over the past year?
1: Um, yeah, so pretty great. Not gonna lie, considering because I so I was living in Portsmouth until like July last year, and um, a student resident there. Tenancy ran out and I was like, well, I don't want to move in with strangers in Portsmouth anymore. So I popped back up to, my parents have relocated to Helensboro, which is really close to Loch Lomond, which, you know, couldn't be better for a better place to be locked down, to be honest. So, yeah. yeah, so we ended up last summer when we were allowed to, we were sort of counting down the days and checking the government regulations. And we um, ended up doing the West Highland Way for the second time last summer, uh, well, September yeah, so I probably didn't mention before, but that was part of what we did in that 500 mile challenge as well. We did the West Island Way for the first time, which is um, 96 miles from Mill near Glasgow up to Fort William. But we, I mean, the first time we did it, it was a bit cushy. I'm not going to lie to you because <laughs> um, we had some relatives come and do it with us. Um, and because of my mom's health problems, she was more of like our support crew. So they've got a motorhome okay. and they would sort of we would walk 20 miles and then there would be the lovely little white motor home with a stove on and a beer, cold beer in it. So (laughs) it was a bit of a different experience. We made good use of, you know, the facilities that they have along the way, which is like pods and hostels and stuff like that. But um, because it was lockdown and we were sort of forced into such different things last year, um, I was like, we're doing it properly. We've lived right by the start of it. We're doing it properly this year. So, you know, no support, no like backup team. Tents on backs. Let's just go. Let's just walk it, um, and just sort of rely on ourselves to walk ninety six miles. And when you look at it, on let's
0: a- delve into that then. Yeah, because as you know, I'm going to be doing the West Highland Way. Yeah. Hopefully later That's in the
1: exciting.
0: year. It is for me. Um, you've done it twice, so mm-hmm. who better to be asking all these questions that I've got floating around in my Please. head? Let's let's break it down from the very beginning. Then, okay. what made you? Uh, so we know what made you want to do it. Mm-hmm you'd already done it and you'd done it um like the vip route i guess (laughs) um the kushti route with with all the
1: all the the best bits that you
0: possibly could have and you wanted to do it as you say properly and uh that's that's not to say if you you are staying in Bs that you're not doing it properly it's the hike that's the important part but you wanted to do it wild camping Mm -hmm. in between uh your your days of walking let's break it right down then how heavy was your pack
1: um, I think I was this time around like 18 kilograms, okay. I want to say. Did do a bit of investing in to like get the lightest bag I could, lightest sleeping bag I could, mm-hmm. that kind of gear and try to avoid carrying too much food because that's the beauty of the West Highland way. I think it can be so accessible and like absolutely right with what you said before. I don't want to alienate anyone by saying the proper way because <laughs> it's a hard hike <laughs> and yeah. whether or not you're putting your feet up in a and b at the end of the day, like or in a tent is still a hard time so absolute props to anyone who does it in any capacity but um yeah so there are like shops along the way and sort of little cafes and stuff so we did try we planned it really strategically so we took exactly what we needed and not a protein bar more um so
0: yeah (laughs) how do you go around planning that how do you go around planning <laughs> how much food you need to take and how much? Because these are all the things that I'm, I'm thinking about currently, and I'm not doing it till October.
1: Do you know what? That's probably a really good time of year to do it as well because it's so busy in the summer. I think it's yeah. proximity to Glasgow means that it's such a you can just visit and you can walk from Glasgow train station. I think if there is like a route. Um, so summer it's super busy. It's also midgy season.
0: That's what I thought. Yeah, I didn't want to get eaten alive.
1: No, and I mean. I don't think they're as bad as everyone says, but if you get a bad moment, it will scar you for life.
0: <laughs> with yeah, for it's sure. just going to make it even more uncomfortable. And I can already foresee the, the foot ache and leg ache and yeah. you know, even one midgie bite is just going to put me off. So
1: It's just the incessantness of them. You just find them everywhere. They're just all over your tent, all over your face, just... Oh, you become very accustomed to like brushing your teeth inside a midget net like that's a skill that you'll <laughs> acquire um
0: what time of year did you do it
1: so the first time we did it in june end of june end of june because it was for my dad's 50th birthday that yeah. was like the big thing um because he did it the first time when he was a teenager and then we redid it um so we did it in june and it was you know not COVID times so it was quite busy and Quite midget I would say, but glorious sunshine. midget
0: thats a new word. You <laughs> heard that here <year> first.
1: <laughs> um, trademark. Um, <laughs> but last year we did it start of September because that was sort of when the regulations meant that we could um, mm-hmm. do it. So, and that was quite—it was quite. I mean, it was pretty. Well, it was fairly busy because not many people have much else to do. I think so. If they lived near it, they were like, "All right, then, let's do the West Island way." But yeah, and you still get glorious weather. That's the thing. September, October, you get really good weather. I think like May, April, May, and September, October are like the sweet spots for Scotland because you get a better view of all the different kinds of seasons. But yeah, some of the bad bits aren't as bad.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's not <quite> as busy. <laughs> that'll do me. Yeah, that'll do me. Absolutely, less less people, less midges. Yeah. I'm happy. 18 kilos yeah. originally then, um, and food and water. Mm-hmm. How do you go about planning that? unless you've done it before which you had luckily for you
1: yeah um do you know what i'm not gonna i don't want to oversell it we definitely didn't get it spot on <laughs> um and <laughs> there's an element you just sort of have to break it down and a good thing with the West Side way as it is so well traversed so there are a million different ways to do it you can do it over you can do it in five days. I mean, I met people who did it in less than twenty-four hours, which is a whole other kettle of fish. Um, and not something <laughs> I'm gonna be attempting, but you could do it over like twelve days and really break it down, especially if you're wild camping, because you can just stop wherever you like. So um yeah. well within reason there is a restricted area around Loch Lomond, which yeah. is worth being yeah. aware of seasonally. Um but yeah, you you and you can stay in, you know, all sorts of accommodation. But yeah, so we did it over about six days and it's really good to just sit down with a map and look at what's doable. And there's a lots of, you know, the common way to do it is the first day you go at Milgai, um, either to Drimmen, which is about like 10 miles, or you can go to Barmaha, which is a bit more around the 20 mile, or you can go slightly further, which is what we did last year. We did about 23 miles on the first day in the pouring rain. I've got completely wow. soaked to the skin. And, you know, something I actually listened to in your last episode, um, when your guest was talking about the soles of your feet, And I can't, I I heard that and I was like, absolutely, yes. Because last year from March to September when we did it, I didn't really wear shoes. (laughs) If I wasn't like out on a walk, like I wasn't wearing like shoes and heels and all sorts of things and like boots as much as I wanted to. So you really do lose that seasoning on the soles of your feet. So by the end of the first day, it was pouring rain. I might have had a little cry. I think that's okay to say. (laughs) Um, Of course it is. (laughs) I think there was a moment at the very end just before we got to this campsite um um i can't remember milwaukee there's it's hard to pronounce places but um there's like a bridge that we had to like duck under a fence and i fell to the ground on my hands and knees in the torrential rain like my feet were on fire everything hurt and i was just like oh "Gosh!" but you get back up and that's the key thing yeah um and we, so we stayed in a campsite that night and then there was a huge power cut and we couldn't actually get the hot shower that we've been craving for the last sort of 10 miles before that. But, um, so you never know what's going to happen, <laughs> even when you try and go the like slightly comfortable route of staying in a campsite. Um, because along, yeah, like I said, along the east side of Loch Lomond, there is a restriction in place to prevent overuse, I think, cause it is so close to Glasgow and people like pop up on the weekends and what yeah. have you. So you kind of have to accept the fact that you're probably going to have to stay in a campsite on maybe the first or second night. Um but yes, to go back to your question, how do you plan it? You can break it down into sections and think, okay, there's a shop there. I'm going to get a sandwich there so I don't need to carry lunch for that day. What we did is we like meal prepped a bunch of bags of like por- protein porridge oats and so we had knew we had breakfast and then we also had like a couple backups cuz you don't have to do it in the lap of luxury, right? Like, if you can't have a bag meal for your dinner, you can have some porridge and that will be fine, um, yeah. in my opinion. So, yeah, we planned it like that. We knew where we were going to be stopping, gave ourselves, like, a tiny bit of leeway, maybe, like, one extra meal, maybe one extra bar sort of thing. But, like I said, there's shops along the way, so you can kind of plan that. And there's endless supplies of, you know, fresh water for you to purify or whatever. Um, so it's 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 fairly easy to do to plan that of
0: walk yeah okay that that settles my mind somewhat okay
1: good <laughs>
0: <laughs> how many days did you do it in?
1: um so we did it in about six i think no actually i want to say we did it in five last year we meant to do it in six and then we'd made a miscalculation somewhere even though we'd already done it we were like we're going to stay on the second night we're going to stay in this bothy and x point um i think it's the doom bothy mm, my memory fails me but we decided we were going to be able to walk to this bothy but then we'd made a miscalculation so we thought it was only like 10 miles we were like day two easy won't go too far um because the first day such a backbreaker we'd miscalculated it so we actually had to walk about like 20 miles (laughs) to get to this bothy and then what it meant was we ended up every single day we had to Pit, like grab a couple of extra miles and push on just a little bit further um but that's the beauty of doing it wild camped because you can stop anywhere like reasonably speaking so if you're like oh we've missed a day somewhere in our calculations which we absolutely did the second day we were sat down looking at a map and i was like i can't believe we've done this <laughs> like what a crisis but we clawed back an extra like sort of five <laughs> miles a day and then we ended up finishing it in about in about five days i want to say but that was wow okay. that was pretty hardcore to be honest um I consider myself fairly seasoned um not like a crazy adventurer but I'm like fairly seasoned for walking even that was like wow um and especially just on the feet like on on your
0: back on your knees it's just it's having that weight on your back yeah 18 kilos Mm. you're not used to carrying 18 kilos or even more depending on how much water and food you've got yeah yeah, that's probably
1: without water if
0: you if you're not carrying ultralight stuff Mm. and it's a lot of miles I mean like you said you've done 20 miles before and in, in other benches out mm. and about but when you're doing it with that sort of weight on your back it makes a massive difference
1: yeah and there's something to the day after dayness like gets anyone can probably strap on a backpack i would say and walk 20 miles in a day if they absolutely had to i think with if you had yeah you know reason if you had a reasonable level of fitness anyone could do that but then you have to push through something mentally to then put those same boots back on that have ripped your feet to shreds and the bag that's like, you've got a callus on your shoulder from the repetitive (laughs) um, movement and do it again and then do it again the next day and then do it again the next day and still find joy, (laughs) which is, um, but whilst it sounds probably like, if you haven't done it before, I think it does sound a bit like, Oh, um, hard. You find something within yourself. You just keep doing it. And that's what I love about wild camping as well, because, you're out in the middle of nowhere you've got to pick up that tent and you've got to get home again or get to the next point and so you just do like it doesn't matter yeah. how hard it is yeah. or if it's raining or whatever you just you just do and like that's something that's i'm sort of in search of in a way whenever i'm planning new trips i sort of always try and scratch just a little bit outside of my comfort zone um 'Cause you inevitably survive. <laughs> that's of course you that's do. the yeah. theme. <laughs> um yeah. it seems scary as anything, like in anything in life. So I like I was nineteen, I was strapped on a backpack and I flew to Australia for six months, but then I didn't know a soul. Um like that was terrifying, but you survive and then you can do it again. And I think the same applies yeah. to like outdoor pursuits for sure. But I think I was just... Yeah, de-
0: like you say you get to that point where you're out in the middle of nowhere and you've got your tent and you've got to pack up. You have to dig yeah. deep. So either that or you stay in there. Yeah, for um, sure. Which is, it's not really feasible. So yeah, you've got to dig deep. You've got to get up and get going.
1: And you just um, do. Yeah, I think it's... Um, and you just do, yeah. I think you learn so much yeah. about yourself doing that and you're like, oh yeah, I can do this. I can do this again. Let's do it in a different place. And it sort of becomes a bit addictive. Yeah. I think that's sort of personal <laughs> challenging.
0: So I'll come on to that in a bit, but I'm guessing you've got more long treks planned maybe for the future
1: yeah so there are i mean a constantly sort of that's the beauty of instagram what the beauty and maybe the other side of it as well is that you're like wow they're doing that i want to go do that too um and yeah. i mean this year that's been a real struggle because if it's not inside your your health authority you're a bit like never mind <laughs> um <laughs> but i know how privileged i was to live like in um and butte for a big chunk of the lockdown so because that has so many great Munros, and and yeah um so what's that's
0: another thing you've started doing as well isn't it
1: yeah so Munro bagging who knew I I didn't even know what a Munro was until maybe about (laughs) last year and then once I sort of forayed into like the Instagram world and started you know uh documenting what I was doing and like finding more of an enjoyment and like okay this is one thing you can do like what's what else can you do out here um yeah I just never really had and I'd never met a mumro bagger before or never really clocked them if I had um even living in spent a lot of time in the central cancorns where there's a million of them um <laughs> yeah so I just started doing it I mean I'm definitely at the start of the journey but it's super fun and I want to get a scratch off map and just like do them all I think it's such an achievement yeah. you want to do that 282 right <laughs> it's
0: cool isn't it um Absolutely. I've listened to Obviously, there's there's Will Cope's take who's been who's been on the the podcast, and he's he did them all during winter, wild, which is absolutely wild. <laughs> um, I've also heard other other podcasts where there's other people that have have been been bagging them, um, and it is, I suppose, it is, if it's accessible for yourselves mm. as well up in in Scotland, then it would be the go to, wouldn't it? Um, for me, it's Lake District, Wainwrights, two hundred and fourteen of them. Nice, not as big. As the Munros, um, and I suppose there's there's always that argument of which is better, the, the Lake District or or Scotland, or Scotland. Equally, <laughs> equally as beautiful. Sorry,
1: yeah, okay, we'll go with that line. <laughs> it's your podcast? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have I've been to um, Scotland just the once,
1: really.
0: Um, so that's all. Uh, well, did Ben Nevis as part of oh, awesome my failed three peaks attempt. But I did do Ben Nevis. Um, That's impressive, and it is beautiful. Yeah. It is beautiful, and we went round Loch Lomond on the way there, and um, oh, awesome. it is somewhere I'd like to to go again. Oh, and, it's the best playground. And in see the what world. I can do.
1: Absolutely, like wherever you go, wherever you look, there's somewhere to explore. Like whatever you know, health authority you're in right now, it's such a weird thing to have to even yeah. consider, oh, but really? um, but there's stuff to do whether you're on like the coast I mean like I'm a keen surfer as well I say keen again aspiring um like where I live in Macduff, there's. Um... <laughs> I think
0: we've got a tight I think we've got a title for this this episode <laughs> aspiring adventurers
1: <laughs> um yeah so there's if you look for it there's something to do like if there's still water you can learn paddle sports like if there's you know white water you can do all kinds of things there's heaps of really good surfing in Scotland which I think is such a well-kept secret um is. Think, yeah um goodness there's just so much and I just love it I you're think.
0: doing some paddle boarding as well is that right yeah
1: I'm a proud owner of a little inflatable um aqua planet paddleboard which is my little best friend it's a bit challenging up here to be honest where we've moved to because obviously before like I said we live quite close to Loch Lomond and a lot of sea locks um so you could just go and play and it's pretty doable whereas I mean right now there's End tail end of a storm. So we're dealing with like 10 foot waves, which does not a happy paddle boarding experience make.
0: <laughs> no, especially if you're going out there to start, probably not the best time.
1: Yeah, do. exactly. Yeah. But there are a few bit places like further afield and like around Aberdeenshire, which, so now we can, you know, hashtag stay local. We're gonna be yeah. exploring a little bit. It's it's a good bit of kit to have because you can just sort of pop out on any semi-flat body of water and explore.
0: Yeah, and I suppose like you say, Scotland, loads and loads of locks. Mm. Um, when you're starting to plan your future adventures, mm. whether that's Munro bagging, mm. walking long distances like the West Highland Way, that's the sort of thing you could consider when, you, when you're when you planning your route, isn't it? If you take that along with you and do a bit that's of paddleboarding like, as well. Yeah. That sounds really cool.
1: Yeah, I'd really like to try and factor in because my paddleboard, ha- like you can convert it into a backpack. So I quite like the idea of playing around in a slightly better climate when it warms up a little bit. Maybe, you know, like hiking out <laughs> to a loch. And like fitting everything you need in the paddleboard bag, and then you know, it's you have a little pump you can blow up. I think that would be pretty awesome. So, yeah, that's yeah. the list. Um, once we're allowed, we're also playing with um, them. So, there's the Great Glen Way, which is another big through hike, um, through the center of Scotland, and um, absolutely beautiful. We've walked bits and bobs like anecdotally, but it's a big through hike, so I'd love to do that. But you can also paddle board it, I believe. Okay, so well paddle anything it, um, like kayak or canoe so um that's on the cards um and also i mean there's if you were to suggest a hike to me i'd be like yeah i want to do it do you know what i mean <laughs> so it's just like whatever's you're
0: at that stage at the minute i think Absolutely. a lot of people can relate but for, for, for many reasons one because we just want to get out now yeah. it's been too long and two one of the things i've noticed over the, the certainly throughout the lockdown and going on social media there's so many more people now that are are wanting to try it and haven't yet. So there's all these people that have joined these different groups on, say, Facebook and Instagram, uh, and you get followers on Instagram who are starting to buy all the right gear and they've been out on a few local walks and now they're looking to really venture a little bit further. And they're all saying, "Oh, I can't wait to go and do it." And so <laughs> I can't imagine what the hills are going to be like in the next few months. But it's going to be mental. Um, but yeah, this I think it's. It's made us want to get out even more, hasn't it? Yeah. And like you say, if I said to you now, oh, you know, Ben Nevis or wherever or you I wanna go and do it. Of course I wanna go and do it. <laughs> yeah. Um well, I'd literally do anything right now if it meant getting out in the hills. <music> so what big adventures have you got planned then? Apart from the 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 trek that you just mentioned there?
1: Um well I can tell you you know a bit of an exclusive uh, but I actually haven't told um, like hardly anyone in my family yet because well I'm taking it with a bit of a pinch of salt because COVID can literally ruin any plan at any time <laughs> that's something that's good to be <laughs> aware of but um, I've just been offered a job at like a North American summer camp as like an outdoor adventure leader um hike leader sort of person and I'm so stoked it sort of all happened in the last couple of weeks I realized that it was something that I could maybe apply for um also realized that there was probably little chance of me being able to go abroad in any other capacity um yeah and I mean who hasn't sort of watched The Parent Trap and wanted to go work at a summer camp in the States. (laughs) Um, So uh, yeah, I ended up like applying and I had an interview last week and I've accepted a role. Um, Yeah. So I'm going to be taking like ages eight through 18, I want to say, and getting to teach them map skills and how to start a fire um, in a controlled setting um and <laughs> um you know and there's various hikes and a few little mountains that we can take them up as well so i am so wow. excited to get to do that
0: that is awesome what an experience that's wow. going to be for you
1: unbelievable and it's um the camp i'm going to is in the blue ridge mountains so uh north carolina which just sounds so dreamy it
0: sounds amazing doesn't it it might it could be anything but it sounds yeah, awesome I do
1: <laughs> there could be <laughs> little bumps uh, and, and not actually mountains and that would be fine it sounds cool um but yeah so really looking forward to exploring it and it definitely wasn't something I'd considered doing either but just the stars randomly aligned and mm. originally I was looking at Canada and then for some reason I just sometimes I think these things happen for a reason you just have to go with the flow. Um so all things going well from like the 20th of May through to the start of August um I'll be in the US of A um teaching people outdoors, outdoors. and outdoors.
0: living Living and breathing it.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I can't wait. That
0: sounds cool. Yes. Yeah. It. Um So luckily I'll be watching you on social media. So <laughs> hopefully loads and loads of pictures. Oh, it's going to be obnoxious.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm <gonna> be <laughs> oh, I'll probably unfollow you after a bit. i am like, I can't handle this anymore.
1: <laughs> <laughs> For sure. But yeah, no, I'm just like super excited to get to teach that, inspire that in younger people, especially. I mean, I mentioned earlier, I was such a stereotype of a 14-year-old girl, do you know what I mean? Who wasn't into the, like, into it necessarily by choice so to be able to maybe bring that out in young people is really exciting and it's sort of one of my finer passions like even among my, like my mm. friends and stuff I'm always people are like when can we come to Scotland and go on a hike with you that kind of thing and people who've never even like looked at a mountain do you know what I mean it's Out of, like people yeah. I've met so that's really fun and exciting for me as well and that's kind of the whole reason that
0: I do my yeah, I think together. this is definitely going to start. It sounds to me like it's going to be the beginning of something a lot bigger. Mm. Um, maybe if you if you come back, um, <laughs> and I don't mean that I don't mean that in a morbid sense. <laughs> I mean if you choose not to come back, if you do come back, so is taking your mountain leader training um, something you've ever thought about? So that you mentioned about people saying you want to go out in the hills, mm-hmm. they want to go out in the hills with you. Um, so do mountain leader. and and start doing organized groups and organized hikes is that something you thought about um
1: do you know what it's never something I've (laughs) sort of thought about maybe as like an occupation I mean I've always like worked in like sort of marketing and I'm a writer by trade but there's something about being qualified to be in those environments which I think is super important I think it's super easy to take it for granted and so Mm like navigation courses and things like that. And yeah, I definitely wouldn't rule out the whole mountain leader kind of thing. I, I mean, I'm making plans all the time and then I completely changed them. Like
0: <laughs> I've just planted another seed there. haven't I? <laughs> yeah. You know what, actually? Yeah. I think I will sure. do that.
1: That's my problem. But I say it's my problem. It's probably a blessing, but like every time an idea gets in my head, I'm like, well, I have to do that now. Like if I'm, I have to, g- <laughs> if I'm like, maybe there's a dam, should we jump off the dam? Like, well, I have to now you've suggested it. Cause I can't not <laughs> like, <laughs> that's that it's something that I've done and something I will hopefully never repeat hopefully no one ever suggests that to me again because again I'll be like well I have to <laughs> but not in the yeah. sense of you know morbidly I absolutely have to do that more in the sense of like well why not and that's yeah. the only thing stopping me doing that is fear and I think once you sort of jump over that I mean even like going solo camping like wild camping like that's scary I think and I th- especially maybe maybe more so as a woman I don't know but um it's like, That's
0: something you've done recently as well, yeah. is You started doing that on your own.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Wh- wh- when was that? Like last year? So, yeah, my
1: first. So I've, I've always done it, like I say, with family, with my dad, um, with like pals and stuff, but never on my own. And it's always been something that I've wanted to do. Like over the last couple of years, and like, oh, I think I might, you know, just follow a trail in the Larry Grew and blah, blah, blah. And then there's always voices either in your head or like maybe in your family that are like on your own are you sure? Like, will you be safe? Like, blah, blah, blah. Like you're, and there is an element of, I think there is an element of gender to that and you can't pretend there isn't. Um, there's that whole, well, you know, she was alone in the mountains kind of thing. Well, it's
0: completely relevant, isn't it? to what's been going on recently in the news, um, where, you know, some women do fear being outside on their own. Mm -hmm. And I suppose, that that fear will only fuel other women to think, well, you know what, I'm not going to go out yeah. and do that kind of thing on my own. But you say you've done it. Yeah. And no doubt you'd have had all the same anxieties that oh many people who are considering goodness. doing it have had. Yeah. So and it's like. How how has that been for you?
1: Um, Well, yeah, I'm more than happy to speak to this because I think it's something that would be really easy to gloss over and like Instagram versus reality in the sense of. <laughs> oh yeah just like went on a solo hike camped in the wilderness by myself and it was great and obviously it was amazing I completely loved it I did a little section of like the West Highland Way and just pitched my tent in the woods um just past Korean Lark and it was amazing but (laughs) I would be in like in the tent by myself at night and I was like oh my god what if the zip just unzipped like just that kind of irrational fear that but it's programmed in it really is programmed into you from such an early age and there's that element of well, if I can't walk down the street by myself at nighttime, should I really be in like the middle of nowhere without cell reception by myself? And obviously that fear is there, but I'm not saying that's in any way. Like it's something you just have to overcome and it's, and for the same reason, like recent events, like you say, something bad could happen to you in your postcode. Do you know what I mean? In the middle of the day, like you just can't live your life like that. It's an unfortunate truth, but it's something we have to kind of overcome and, Nine times out of ten, I've, I'm, hope, I'm sure there are unfortunately like bad experiences that people have had. But I've never met a person who I didn't who I felt threatened by in the hills. Do you know what I mean? Like no. it doesn't no, attract bad agree. people. <laughs> um, <laughs> a, a touch Touchwood, as a rule, do you know what I mean? Like it's it is a good environment that it attracts good people. And, and but you can't let. Well, all I'm trying to say is that you can't let those fears stop you from doing stuff you just got to keep going um and live your life yeah. and go oh, hope for the best because <laughs> it never will be fine
0: one thing to consider is somebody's new to wild camping and thinking of going out and doing it solo is if especially if you're doing it in a tent
1: yeah
0: if i was walking past a tent that i wouldn't first of all unless <laughs> i don't know some people might want to because we don't know what sort of people are out there like you said there's not many of them mm. few and far between um but you don't know who's in that tent yeah. So you could be, um, <laughs> let's just say, you're an absolute nutter and you, you're weird enough to go and investigate who's in that tent. You don't know who's in there. Like yeah. that, that person that could step out could be an absolute nutter themselves. <laughs> so chances are, it's a bit like um, when you, you talk about insects or animals yeah. or, or you're scared of snakes, for example. Um, they say, oh, the snake's more scared of you are than you are, it, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. It's very much the same if you think about it. Like. Mm. They're probably more afraid of what's going on in the tent. I don't know who's in there, how many people are in there, than you are whilst you're in there. Oh, the size of my tent, plastic. you know
1: it's just one person. <laughs> I have this like <laughs> tiny piece of <laughs> waterproof plastic that's barely a tent. You sort of feel like it's it's you're just in a bag <laughs> that has a pole over it, <laughs> which I'm um, super light, though, so definitely recommend. Um, yeah, no, I agree, and I think it's, it's, a, it's a psychological hurdle, but it's always going to be there, and it's there in every walk of life, so you just can't let it hold yeah. you back, but like, you can't not ever walk down the street. Do you know what I mean? So, no. and the, the payoff is so worth it and the things you learn about yourself. Yeah. And that's the thing as well. Like, so I, when I did that for one night, didn't die exit as you can tell, um, which was <laughs> a real great, I was very pleased. Um, but now I want to do it again and I want to do it for longer and I want to go further from home. So it's just building up that confidence and I think it's okay to be daunted by it. Cause I think it, yeah. it for such a long time, it has, we were talking about this a little bit before, weren't we? Like for such a long time, it, to go out and camp and hike and whatever, you had to be. It looked like you had to be like super weathered mountaineer, rock climber, dude with a husky who like didn't own a TV. Like there was a <laughs> there was an archetype, um and I mean, I definitely was like, well, that's not me. So I guess I won't do that. Maybe, but
0: yeah, I'll just stay indoors yeah. then, so <laughs> I, because that's not me.
1: <laughs> but obviously, that's silly. And I mean, look, I there are so many awesome women out there that, I mean, I follow on social media who are doing the craziest things and I just love to see it. I live for it and I hope to be like them one day for Mm -hmm. sure. But, and so there are sort of like forebears now. And I mean, I know there were in the past, but there's more and more and social media makes it so visible. And that's why I I, I love Instagram in a way. I mean, it has its drawbacks for sure, but that community of people, and especially there's a huge community of women just putting on boots and going and, doing it and having a great time getting out
0: there and doing it absolutely
1: and I think yeah it's okay to feel daunted but you can do it you don't need to be an absolute pro you don't need to have like qualifications you just as long as you're sensible and you don't take anything for granted and you are prepared you'll just have the best time and it's yeah I want more people to do it and that's why I'm very like incessant on Instagram like let's go for a hike yeah (laughs)
0: yeah and and that's and like you say the the community that that social media brings Instagram's perfect for it mm. is if you've never done it before and you're thinking about doing it get on instagram start following a few people and then maybe some well i know a lot of them do will organize hikes and you can join them and mm. and even if you didn't want to go out and do it on your own yeah go and join a group of people that are doing it and then find if you find out if you like it or not and go from there
1: absolutely and everyone's so friendly as well like i think that again that's that whole nature attracts good people kind of vibe but there are people that i admire so much and like I, there's one adventure molly Hughes. she's done some amazing things like in the south pole i mean it could be the north pole, but she's done some amazing things and i really admire her and then i found her on instagram and replied to one of her stories and then spoke to her a little bit and um asked her a question and it was just people are so Everybody wants other people to do it. Do you know what I mean? It's not an exclusive yeah. club. It's like, come and join us in the hills. <laughs> yeah. Let's um, let's go for a hike. And I just think that's great. And that's something actually I want to mention about the West Highland Way too. And I'm sure all the major through hikes and stuff are as well. If you want to get into the community in a big way, I would say plan to do one of these trips. It's such a good way to get into it. But also because so many people have done it before you and so many people are planning to do it, you will... Just by being active about that on social media and looking for it, you'll find so many people who want to give you advice or oh, I'm doing it then too, maybe I'll see you like so when I did the West Highland way last year, um I documented uh, documented it a bit. It's um like a whole story highlight on my profile, but people that you would pass and then you would say hello to or something, and then later you'd maybe look on Instagram maybe when you've got your little battery pack in the in the tent um you'd find them on Instagram and then they're avid hikers too, and then they're like your digital friends, I mean. Who doesn't have? Who has anything <laughs> but digital friends anymore? <laughs> um, and I just think that's really cool. Like, I, there's people that I speak to really frequently that I have never met in real life, but they mm. were doing the West Island Way around the same time I was, and now we follow each other and we always like support each other and answer each other's questions, and it's just great. It's just really nice. And-
0: yeah, it's a great community, and like, I've only been really—I mean, the the Instagram page for the, the podcast hasn't been going all that long. And the amount of people that uh, I follow and see the, the like you, like you've said there, the advice that people give and that openness of yeah, come and join mm. us. Um, we're, we're doing this, or uh, people people doing lives. So people going live and just like having a chat, and then people commenting and having a chat with them like they're the best friends and never met them in the yeah. lives. Um, it is such an amazing community and. Um, I thought, I suppose for anybody who's, who's looking to get out there and y- you said it's okay to be daunting. That's absolutely fine. Um, but take that step. <laughs> I suppose that's a great <laughs> word to use. Take that step and, uh, get out there and, and join people and, and start doing it yourself and then get an Instagram page so that we can see yeah, what you're absolutely.
1: doing. absolutely.
0: And yeah, tag us. <laughs> <laughs> tag us, yeah. <laughs> hashtag stay local. Hashtag not Scottish or whatever <laughs> you want to call it. You can use whatever hashtag you want. We'll try and find it. Um, so, Caitlin, we know what you're up to this year. That's absolutely fantastic. And we know about some of the things you have done. Go back to the West Highland yeah. Way. What are your top tips for anybody who's thinking about doing it? I'm just getting my pen. Bear <sighs> <with
1: me. laughs> um, top tips. So, definitely plan. That's sort of, we've kind of covered that, but planning it is important. Ex- <laughs> this isn't helpful at all, but expect the unexpected, <laughs> even though it's so. <laughs> well traversed and so well documented there's a million books and all sorts about it um there will be things that really surprise you whether that's terrain or distance or like incline and things like that um it will always throw something crazy at you every time like this time this most recent time that we did it we ended up arriving there's this really long um you go up the devil staircase in glencoe and then down the back towards um cleveland and we ended up doing it in the (laughs) pitchback on the sketchiest (laughs) path in the world super gravelly we didn't have our head torches with us because that was not in the plans and um we just i think it was part of our like clawing back time so just be over prepared like have gear for every season have head torches have emergency blankets in case you get cold um yeah, I think just it can throw a couple at you just because it's you know accessible. Like I said, be prepared. Um, what okay. other thing would I? But like, I'm only saying that to try and save you some pain. If you go and think like, <laughs> oh, everyone does it and it's all over Instagram and it's super, you can stay in a B and B every ten miles, sort of thing. It sounds like super cruisy and it it can be, but I think it's good to be always good to be overly prepared when you're out and about yeah. for sure um also there's this is a key bit i would allow double time to get from invernesside to be in glass farm so you those they may be abstract places <laughs> to you right now but you will soon have those words <laughs> drummed into your brain um but the north like east corner of loch lomond is not a path well there's path but it's you're climbing over boulders you're like going under tree trunks it is a bit you know off piece. it's definitely the most challenging bit of the terrain and especially with a bag you're clambering a fair bit and it's it's just very time-consuming and back-breaking so okay every almost a great deal of people who i met who've done it or met while we're doing it were like oh my goodness how bad was that bit so just don't don't (laughs) underestimate it give yourself maybe even a day to do it if to go from because a lot of people think right I'm gonna go the first 20 miles and then do do Loch Lomond in a day or slightly more but it's bigger than it looks and it's kind of like the most challenging chunk I would say um other top tip is say hi to people it's such a nice environment and it's such like I said a community um there are And everyone's super nice and you'll see them like every single day probably you'll hopscotch each other because you'll stop in different places so just being open to like making sort of loose pals along the way is super nice and like sort of expect that because it really is a community um although last year someone stole one of my hiking poles how outrageous is that I know and it was on that first night when like my soul was in tatters and the next morning someone has swapped out my hiking pole and then we saw them about four days later halfway through Rannoch moor and they overtook us and the guy had my hiking pole and i was like
0: oh wow i know but where's the west island way police i when you know need?
1: <laughs> i was like i'm gonna track you down on instagram no, I didn't. <laughs> but um
0: so if you are listening and you picked up somebody's trekking pole September Caitlin's 2020, pole. i noticed <laughs> <laughs> we're on to you <laughs>
1: <laughs> but look that is again the huge exception not the rule um yeah so i think and do, and also take advantage of the sort of amenities that are along the way like plan to have a nice hot dinner and like be in glass farm it plan to like grab a hot dog as you go through um like tyndrum there's a great the green welly stop is an awesome shop so maybe even get a guidebook i know it's maybe you want to sort of just head out and go wild but if you've never done it before there's a lot of stuff that you could just walk straight past and not really realize how handy it is and also if you're trying to keep yeah. that pack light it's good to know where those refill stops are <laughs> Definitely, for sure um definitely. yeah but also yeah and just take pictures have have a great time i'm a bit addicted to the west island way like i'm already like so when am i doing it next because <laughs> <laughs> it's just so beautiful you get to see lost you see mountains you pass Ben nevis at the very end um yeah it's it's, it's i'm really ex- jealous that you're going to get to do it too. <laughs> it's really cool
0: well we're doing it in october if you want to tag along um don't expect don't expect anything massive we're just <laughs> uh, a bunch of novices with uh, some backpacks on our back so no you'll um, smash yeah, it. we're doing it in october You'll
1: love it, absolutely
0: okay um lastly then mm-hmm. i think is is we spoke about instagram quite a lot so how can people listen to the podcast follow you
1: so they can um, follow me with my catfishing Instagram handle, which is
0: <laughs>
1: there' at WeTraveller, so W E E like small traveller, not the other kind of <laughs> um,
0: yeah, small traveller, that's but Scottish. But Scottish,
1: absolutely. Yeah, so at WeTraveller, that's where I hang out most of the time. You see me falling off a surfboard or a battle board or a mountain. <laughs> um, fairly often. And
0: soon to soon to be seeing all your yeah, adventures. come from see what North Carolina
1: is like with me
0: yeah sure? cool excellent thank you so much for coming onto to the podcast caitlin it's been really really cool talking to you no
1: it's been an absolute blast thanks so much for having me
0: the time is finally here and we're allowed back out to play so i'm now planning on my first wild camping trip of the year so i've never really done this before but I've actually written a list down of everything that I'm going to need. A couple of reasons behind that. One is because I wanted to share it with you guys on here. Secondly, because it's been that long since I've done it, I don't want to forget anything. So I've written down everything I think I'm going to need. No doubt I'll forget something anyway, but I thought I'd share with you what I've got and uh, some of the weights as well, just to give you a general idea of the sort of things I take. More than happy for any of you to give me some tips to try and bring this weight down because, um, if anything, I'm, I'm definitely keen on uh, a lighter pack because it just makes makes the hike a lot easier. So I'm heading up to the lakes this week, the glorious Lake District. I'm hoping for good weather and I'll be doing two nights and uh, a nice walk in between, I hope, uh, bag some wainwrights whilst I'm up there. So what am I going to be taking then? I've uh, I've got all my kit out and I am slowly packing it. So I've done some weights and I've ch- checked weights online as well as some of the stuff that I've got. Uh, some of the weights aren't accurate uh, because they're like, um, for example, the tent is full packed weight, which is the, the weight that it will come as when you buy it. So um, it might be give or take a few grams here and there. So what pack am I taking? I'm going to be using a 70 litre because unfortunately... The smaller bag that I've got is my Talon 33, my Osprey Talon 33, which is far too small to get all my stuff in. But I need an in-between, so I'm going to be looking at a sort of 50-litre pack, hopefully, uh, in the near future. But this week I'm going to be using my Osprey Aether 70, um, which comes in at 24 kilo on its own, which is quite a heavy pack. But I'm going to try it out because I bought that specifically for when I do the West Highland Way later on in the year, which I'm thinking... Uh, and I'll probably regret it later on, but I'm thinking I'll probably fill it with food and, and things and snacks, so that's what I bought that for initially. I'm going to give it a go this week uh, and try it out. So I'm using the Osprey Aether 70, that's 2.4 kilos, and then I'm going to be using my Hilleberg Solo, which is, again, packed weight, 2.4 kilo. I might be able to bring that down by not using some of the stuff that it comes with. Um, still quite a heavy tent, but it's the first time I've tried it out while camping as well, so I really want to give that a go. And I know mostly going to be using that during the winter months, but I want to give it a whirl this, this week. So, Herberg saw at 2.4 kilos. I'm also going to be trying out a new quilt. I've never tried a quilt before. I've normally been a sleeping bag user. And I want to, again, I wanted to try bringing the weight down. So, I've opted for um, the Thermarest Chorus 32 which will give me a comfort rating down to about zero degrees, so it should be plenty, um, and I'll wear a couple of layers if I do get a bit cold in the night as well. So that's um, that comes in at 588 grams, really, really lightweight, and it packs down to such a small size, so it's going to be ideal for saving a bit of space in the, in the, in the bag as well. What am I sleeping on? I'm going to be using my C- to Summit Etholite XT insulated mat, um, which is 488 grams again nice and light packs down really small about the size of a 1 litre bottle and also it's for me I opted for this mat particularly because it is 10 centimetres thick which is quite thick for an inflatable pad and I'm a side sleeper so it's really really good for that a little bit of comfort I will be also be using an inflatable pillow and that's Sea to Summit Aeros pillow um, and that comes with a little pillowcase as well so that comes in at 98 grams Uh, I'll be taking my stove, Jetboil Minimo. That's four hundred and fifteen grams. A little collapsible mug, which is about twenty-four grams, I think. Really, really small. It's like one of them that just feels like you're having a shot of tea rather than a mug of tea. Um, I'll be taking a long-handled spork. That's for freeze-dried meals. That's twelve grams. Gas canister, I nearly forgot to, to add that to my list. So yeah, I'll get my stove, get my food, but uh, I'll need the gas. So gas canister, 100 grams. I'll be using a little sit mat just so I can sit on the grass um, just for a bit of comfort or whilst I'm kneeling down. Uh, that's 40 grams. I'll be using the Katadyn B3 water filter, save lugging all that water about with me because that's one of the things that tends to weigh my pack down is the amount of water I pack in it. So I'm going to use the uh, the water filter to keep that weight down and hopefully um, find some water sources on route. That's 62 grams for that. And I'll be topping up my Nalgene's 1 litre water bottle, which is 180 grams, quite heavy. There are ways around that. You can just use a normal disposable plastic water bottle if you wanted to keep the weight down. I like using the, the wide mouth of, of the, the Nalgene's. Um, it's just it's nice and versatile, that bottle. I'll also be using freeze dried meals, so I've ordered a few of those um, online. They're around about 120 grams each, um, so I'll be using I'll be using those for my evening meals and um, just to get the calories in, as well as obviously snacks and um, I do like a good flapjack on the hills. Good, good source of energy. Uh, maybe some bags and nuts, that kind of thing as well. Obviously, I'm going to be taking a brew kit, standard. I'll be taking some tea bags. I'm not getting into an argument about which tea bags are the best, but it is Yorkshire Gold, so I'll be taking some of those with me, and uh, some little sachets of milk. Um, those little light packet ones, which are gr- which are great for taking with you. I've also got my first aid kit. That comes in at about 110 grams, um, and then you've got the your your little bits as well. So, um, oh, my me head torch as well. I use a, a Black Diamond Spot 350, um, which is great by the way. Waterproof. Down to I think it's like thirty meters or something ridiculous, um, or no waterproof I think for half an hour. Can't remember thirty minutes or or, or thirty meters. I can't remember. Um, great little head torch that. Loads of little settings, um, and you can get them for like thirty-five to forty pounds as well online as well. That's eighty-six grams. I'll be taking my charger pack for my phones, um, which is quite a heavy one, and the reason why is it's the only one I've got at the minute. But it charges like three devices at once, so I bought it a while back. That's about 400 grams itself, So, but I was taking that with me. And then I've got my toiletry set, so I don't know, we'll call that 80 to 90 grams maybe. Um, I've not weighed it, but there's not much in it um, for an overnighter, toothbrush, toothpaste, um, uh, toilet paper, that kind of thing. Which then leads me on to my Cogland's trowel, which is, um, I think it's 55 grams. Um, ...for the trowel, Uh, bright orange thing, obviously, uh, without going into too much detail... ...and that is to dig a little trench to uh, hide away your number two. Leave no trace, of course. Um, And I'll also be taking um, a spare bin bag, so I'll be taking my own bin bag... ...but also another bin bag and some uh, sterile sort of, you know, throwaway gloves... Uh, for the purpose of picking up any other rubbish that I find whilst I'm on my trail, which is something I'm going to start doing this year. Um, So stay tuned for that as well, because I've actually got an interview coming up with some people that do this, Um, do some great work, Um, the Lakes Litter Tribe, so I'll give a little shout out there, Um, and they'll be coming up very soon um, on the podcast. Um, So I'll just be picking up any other litter just to try and keep our trails clean. All in all, the the pack comes in at around about 8 to 8.5 kilos on paper, so once I've got it all packed finally, I'll whack it on the scales and see what it's at, and uh, I'll share that on the social media, but it's looking at about 8 and and 8.5 on paper, we'll see what that comes in at, I've got a funny feeling, I'll put it on my back and it'll be 15 kilos for some reason, Uh, I've probably miscalculated somewhere, but... Eight to eight and a half kilos is probably the lightest I've ever carried uh, on a on a wild camp. But this is a two nighter as well, so I'm hoping if it is only eight to eight and a half kilos, that's a pretty good weight to be going with. But that said, I've um I have been quite conscious this year with, with some of the new kit that I've been buying, um, to try and make it quite quite light. Given that the tent itself isn't. Um but I'm trying to cut down on weight where I can just because I'm getting old and I need to make make it as easy as I can now. I don't want to be lugging too much weight around on the hills. So I can't wait to get out. I really can't. Um, two nights up in the Lake District and uh, a nice hike. So really looking forward to it. And no doubt I'll share some pictures on the social media. So keep an eye out for that. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed it, please spread the love and tell your friends and family. I'm always on the lookout for guests to come on for a chat. So if you've got talks from the walks or a walk for your wellbeing story, get in touch on social media. I'm on Instagram at STTA underscore podcast. There's the Summits to Talk About podcast Facebook page and the Summits to Talk About UK community group, where you can join in and share your stories and pictures. Until next time, get outdoors and make the most of it. I'll see you then.